The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Oh, what? Well, I, I said you asked me what story I was interested in, and I told you, but I thought we should just say really quickly for our listeners, because I know uh, 630 Chad listeners are fully engaged when it comes to politics. So the next session of the Alberta Ledge starts on Thursday, uh-huh. and the budget comes down, what, on the 22nd? 22nd. Um, and, of course, Jason Kinney will be in. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting because it's kind of shaping it's be fiery. up. Yeah, it's shaping up as a battle between uh, the UCP and the NDP. Uh-huh. Uh, but, of course, uh, Steve Mandel just That's got elected right. uh, leader of the Alberta Party. So he'll be, I'm sure, seeking a seat in a by-election somewhere and getting himself into the House. But I, I think, honestly, I think the NDP and the UCP would both be very happy to have the focus on a battle between those two. Absolutely. Because they're so different than one another that there's lots of easily drawn lines in the sand. The Alberta Party actually confuses things a little bit because they're somewhere in between mm-hmm. those two. So it's going to be an interesting session, I think. Lots well, for count, us to talk count about. Countdown on to, you know, the next election. Really? Exactly. That is what it's going to be. This is all setting up for the next election. And you know they're going to talk about the pipelines going to be uh, front and center and what they have, the NDP have and haven't done to make sure that uh, there would be shovels in the ground because there should have been already. Um, but yeah, it's it should be an interesting session. I'm actually looking forward to it. But I wanted to talk about this other thing. Do you want to? Well, th- this is interesting because I know this is your thing, right? Like you use Airbnb. I use Airbnb, and I'm wondering if there's anybody out there that actually rents out their place on Airbnb because there are Airbnb listings in mm-hmm. Edmonton. So if you are, I'd be curious to know how it's worked out for you. But we've. We Airbnb just goes on its merry way, you know, housing people all around the mm-hmm. world every day, usually no problem until um, something makes the news. And there's yeah. another story that's made the news about this woman in, in Toronto who had her investment property. She had, what, hired a, um, a company yeah. to rent it out. Exactly. So this so was... guy comes in. Right. So she gets a couple of red flags. Now, the way it worked was she wanted she invested in this as an investment That's property. Right. So to make revenue on it month to month, but as a long-term investment, right? Um, because really great she area would own in it. Toronto too. Absolutely. So, a couple of red flags after she started, she had put it to a company to rent it out for. The company had worked with another real estate company, so she was now once removed, who said they had found a tenant for her and who had passed all the checks. And that tenant uh, was not known to her. So she had a name, basically, and she had been assured that he'd been totally qualified and that he could afford it. And I think it was $2,100 a month. But at no time did she meet she didn't with this meet person. The tenant, right. Um, but... New to the the business of being a landlord, she didn't know if that was all that unusual and, and it seemed to be okay. And everybody was reputable, so should be good. Then a couple of red flags. Uh, the concierge desk at the uh, apartment uh, complex phoned to say one day that um, the door had been left open. 
and just really odd mm-hmm. that nobody was home. Door was left open, and they took care of that. There was a couple of there's a noise complaint. A in noise there complaint as well. that yeah. you know, which she thought odd because in the first few months of rental that had not been an issue. So suddenly he was throwing a party, which seemed wrong. And then it came to her attention that the apartment she owned was actually listed on Airbnb and, in fact, had 70 reviews already. So, so it had been a popular choice a on Airbnb. A ton of people had been using she, the apartment, which, as you mentioned, yeah. prime location, Toronto, right? She goes on there. She reads all the reviews, <laughs> yeah. sees the pictures. This is my place. Right. It's her place. There's no mistake about that. So she kind of starts to look into it and discovers what happened is the first real estate company in doing business with the second mm-hmm. real estate company found a property management company and the property management company, supposed property management company, was really maybe a single individual who simply rented it to put it on Airbnb. And when people started looking into it, the Sophia was the name, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out Sophia had a lot of properties in Toronto that she was renting out on Airbnb. She was a verified... Verified member of... Yeah, of yeah. Airbnb and um, a host, a verified right. host. However... That would lend one to believe that she had done this many, many times with many, many rental properties. Well, they had arranged at one point, some journalists had arranged to meet her and go see this property. And she says, well, no, that one's not available right now and took her to another another one. one. Right. And then the owner finally gets in there and says, I'm doing a... An inspection. inspection. She goes in and there's there's people in there that are renting it out for 250 bucks a night. Yep. 256 bucks, I think, for, for yeah, two nights, I think, uh, one night and uh, the whole next day. And there's stains on the carpet and there's damage. Oh, it's just wear and tear now. Right. So, obviously, it's been frequently rented out and people have been coming and going in this thing. Uh, so, she um, demands that it uh, the, the lease be broken because they violated the lease. And she's managed now to get this tenant barred from this apartment so she can reclaim it. And by the way, he'd been paying his rent, or he, she had been paying his rent, uh, $2,100 a month for quite a period of time. So it wasn't a matter of not being able to afford it or a situation like that, but how much they were making on it through Airbnb, who's to say, right? But now that's not the end of the story. They're going to court. They're going to court because he is fighting, he, she, again, we're not really 100% sure Sophia may be operating just on his behalf half, right? Because she tried to meet with him. Yeah. As far as she knows, she rented to a guy and it was this Sophia that showed up. So we're not 100% sure who the guy is. And he's going to court arguing that by revoking the lease, that she is interfering with his ability to make a living. Scammers. They're just scammers. Scammers, scammers. And they come in all shapes and forms. Banker was renting the unit uh, without her knowledge is her argument. Uh, He's countered with his own claim that she has harassed him. (laughs) Get out. Yeah. And disrupted his enjoyment of the unit. As far as we know, he never stayed there. He, she never stayed there. So they're fighting it. And and she owns it. This is her property. Yeah. And the reason this story, now she's gotten the story out to media. It's an interesting story. But the reason she wants to get it out to media is saying, look, if you own a rental property, never mind Airbnb, just if you own a rental property, inspect your property. Like, just make that, send that email out that you want to inspect it. Just see what's going on. Because even if the rent's paid and there's been mm-hmm. no complaints, you don't know yeah. what's happening. And she was, she was a rookie. She hadn't done this before. Mm-hmm. She probably needed to do 
some due diligence, a little bit more, learning a little bit more about what she should have done and what she shouldn't have done. But yeah, this is going to court now, so it's going to cost even more, yeah. even more money. That's crazy, eh? Just a crazy story. And then... And it's just funny. And, you know, the people who are renting it out think it's legit because it's oh, a verified, sure. verified host yeah. on Airbnb. And, you know, somebody texted and said, well, wait a second, under the law, this or that. But that's the other part of the story. The law is different in every single jurisdiction, in every province. In British Columbia, they've actually addressed the law with regard to Airbnb. So you can't do it. They haven't in Ontario. So what he or she was doing may or may not be illegal. So that's the thing. Even though there could be a condition well, in there about subletting, this isn't subletting. It's short-term rental. So the law in many cases in many jurisdictions hasn't caught up to what's actually going on. That's Yeah, the issue. and I guess, you know, my, um, one of my questions would be, what does Airbnb as a company know about right, this? Right. And that's why, like, uh, you know, I said to you before we got on air... I'm always interested in Airbnb stories because it's. It, I know it's the minority that go badly, mm-hmm. but it does seem like not necessarily this sort of thing, but I told you before that when Maddie went down to L.A. with her friend and they rented an Airbnb property, as soon as they got there, they went to the location to get the key and right away they got the story that, oh, you know what, that one's not available, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you this other one. Yeah. And they had two choices and they took the second choice. And But it's like, well, wait a minute, is that how Airbnb works? Because I well, thought you look at the property and say, this is the one I this want. This is the one I want. And I have seen, because the last time we were doing Airbnb, when we go to um, New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. at, at Easter, and uh, this the, the fellow that we know exactly where the house is we've seen all the pictures all of that so it would have to definitely be that one but when you're reading other reviews and you go through them all and check out the different places i have seen people say we thought we were getting this one but Mm -hmm. in fact we were taken to uh, another spot and that would really tick me off i mean we've chose this one and any one based specifically on the look of the the right. look of the condo um the all the amenities uh, the location of it it's close to where we want it's a neighborhood that we know if i had to move to so i i would i would be really upset but you're stuck kind of between a rock and a hard place yes. depending on what time of year it is and you've already put down a deposit right here's the other kind of screwy thing about this particular situation and others like it you can put in the lease agreement when you uh, rent to somebody that you do not allow short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. But if the jurisdiction in which you're in, in this case Ontario, does not legally recognize a short-term rental, that's not mm-hmm. enforceable. But what is enforceable, oddly, though, is the condominiums bylaws. <laughs> yeah. So they're stronger in some jurisdictions uh. than the actual law. So the renter should sign that he agrees to the condominium's bylaws, which may include and can include no, no subletting short, yeah. and no short rentals, no short-term rentals, because you can put whatever you want in your bylaws. I, you know, tip of the hat to, to those people who are who are willing to, you know, lease or rent out their, their places through mm. all of these. I'm not sure that I, I would be willing or comfortable doing it. Um, I definitely wouldn't be. We've talked about it. Do you know, you my out of town for a month. Right. Hey, let's put some money in there. There's two things that would prevent me from doing it. Three, I guess, if you include having the money to do it. But um, I would not want to have a rental that I didn't have my eyes on at all mm-hmm. times. Um, but I don't want to live next door to my my investment, to be honest with you, and, and have them over every other night to tell me what's wrong with the furnace or the tap, right? Because I've thought about buying the house next to me. I, I would imagine it's only a matter of time before 
mm-hmm. he goes to jail or sells the house, right? So I was thinking perhaps I'd buy it and rent it out myself and have it right there. But I've yeah. never been a landlord, and I've heard horror stories about yeah. being a landlord. And like, like I say, financially, I'm, I don't know that I could do it. But I don't want to be responsible. I guess I'd have to get a management company or something. But well, there's lots of those out there. But you're still responsible for like the roof, if it, you know, yeah. the furnace, the. Mm-hmm. They do water damage or don't mm-hmm. pay their rent or, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm not sure that I want that hassle. I'm looking for something to derive some income for me that doesn't take a lot of work and maybe that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> and do I have to go over and cut the grass and, you know, do I have to take care of their lawn? Just trying to think of the Shovel their snow? Yeah. Well. I guess it all depends on the agreement. Yeah. But the thing is, if he doesn't do it or he, she doesn't do it, who gets the ticket? Right? Like if weeds are blowing all over the place or the mailman slips on the... Trust me, Andrew. The last thing that you want is yeah, you're to do right. that. With my lack of patience, mm-hmm. yeah, probably right. <laughs> Look at that. Andrew, you wouldn't make a good landlord. You're too much of a softie. Look how upset you got when someone took away your deck chairs that you tried to hold. No, the other way around. I never held deck chairs ever. I went around booting other people out of deck chairs. So. Chris says, uh, my wife and I moved from Airdrie to Fort Saskatchewan, and we've had to rent out our house in Airdrie because we've been unable to sell it. We've had tenants in our place for the last year, and it's been the biggest pain in the rear end with every excuse in the book for late rental payments or utility payments, etc. I would strongly suggest you really consider all of the above that I've mentioned before looking at that option. Yeah. Just my two cents. No, that's now, probably pretty good advice. When I first moved here, the little uh, house that we lived in in Allendale had a, a suite downstairs. So we rented out that um, to a couple of different couples and then and then friends, but they were right in the house. We were above them. See, I don't know if I'd want that either. And, I have been a landlord once, and then sort it just of. Got too much. I wanted the rest of my house. I right. didn't have to worry about playing my music too loud. Exactly. Or like I rented out uh, in Calgary when I lived in Calgary. I rented out um, a downstairs bedroom, but mm-hmm. it didn't come with the kitchen unit, so it was a shared kitchen. And it, I don't know, it just always felt like all my privacy was gone. That's right. And they would cook at odd times and there'd be smell of food in the house. And, that. and then, so of course, they have to have a portion of your fridge to put their fridge. Like, I just, as soon as I could get out of that, I, I just got out of it. I just found anything when you're sharing a kitchen that that can just lead to people snitching your stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, no, basically, I you had a, access to my whole house. hot dogs. Right. And now yeah. there's all, you know, that sort of stuff. It's just a... You know what? I think there's a time and a place for that. And, you know, unless, if you have to do it, hey, that's right. Sure. You if you're unable to sell your property. If you're unable to or, do it yeah. or whatever. But I, that was like being back in college for me. Really? You know, I, you guys have all pretty much talked me out of this. There's now. a there's a house that we lived in in college. I think there was five or six of us in that house uh, by the end of it. See, I Ugh. was I was sort of thinking, Jay. My plan was to sort of spread the word when the house went up for sale that possibly there had been some illegal activity in the house. I was hoping to drive the price mm. down a little bit and then jump right on next board. Door to yours, you really think that's a good idea? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Hi, Jed. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good. Uh, when I lived in Victoria, I had a condo, and my parents had a condo above me, and my parents passed away. And I ended up renting the condos. Well, mm. the lady down on the first floor, whenever my mom used to go with her walker, she always used to complain of wine because of the walker on the kitchen floor, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I rented, and I got two college students that are going to UVic, and I get the references from the parents, real nice kids going for their doctorals and everything. Everything's going good. And one day I get this letter from the, the condominium board. Uh, 
your neighbors are partying, mm. and uh, we have to do something about this noise. And so I go down and talk to the lady downstairs, and I go, what's going on? She goes, there's this thud, Greg. There's this thud. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's music or something. So I go walking up, and it's a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, 1,500 square feet. There's a dining room. I go walking there. I go, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm telling them. I look in the dining room, and on the dining room floor where the dining room table used to be is a foosball table. <laughs> so here's these guys playing foosball, and every time they scored, it would hit the back of the board. Go down through the legs and right through the roof. <laughs> so I, I'm sitting here thinking, well, that's the worst I got to worry about. Hey, boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Thank okay, you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there was, um, when I graduated from college, this house that we were in with a whole bunch of other people, um, there was a big party. A really big party. And it was one of those parties where you wake up the next day and you look around and go, Oh my God, mm. what happened to this house? It, there were outlines of people's bodies on the roof with markers. Everyone wrote what? all over the walls. People were holding people. Why? I don't, it just got completely out of hand. Completely out of hand. Do you know? And so then that's like, you know, the parents show up cause right after grad, yes. right? And the parents all show up and yeah, there was a lot of, um, learned how to paint fairly quickly. There was a grad party held, I think when Hunter graduated, that he told me about, and he told me about it because he was concerned. He told me about it in advance. And what had happened was it was a nice house in a nice area where the parents had sold the house and the property was mm-hmm. empty, but possession had not taken place yet. And that the daughter had uh, kept a key and was throwing a party in the house. And he told me, and I was just like, you know what, buddy? I, I just don't want you to go to that. Like, I, I realize it's a grad party and it's going to be. I don't think it's a good idea. It's not going to be. I don't want you to be associated with that. And they trashed the house. They trashed it. And that was the thing. He told me that that was her plan. And I don't know why. Uh, that, hey, it's a free-for-all in this nice house that their parents had sold. So I don't know what the story, how the story ended. I don't know what happened with the new owners. I don't know, with a teenage daughter getting kicked out or yeah. butt off to pay her. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? But I heard windows were smashed and you know doors were off the hinges and carpet was ruined. And, oh, I don't even know how long I would still be mad at my kids if they did something like that. I, that's disowned material, right? You're in disowned zone right there, I think. Oh, I've been mad enough when I come home and the the kid has put up a dartboard in my living room, <laughs> taken down my Lucy painting, put up a dartboard uh, in the crazy. living room. And I'm like, why are there holes in my wall? You can't do that. <laughs> well, and I got mad over that. And that was a compromise from the gun range they had <laughs> intended to put in. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.